test, test, one, two, three. You know who I be. It's your boy, Dom Wall, a.k.a. Moral SP. Welcome to Embrace Matters of Race podcast. I'm joined here by Carl and the wonderful Gabriella Santana. Uh, we have a special, very special. You, <laughs> you're always here, bro. It's it's me and you. This podcast Carl is me and, and you. Uh, the extraordinary. The extremely wonderful, amazing Gabriella Santana. It's a privilege to have you with <laughs> us, me it's and Carl. <laughs> Um, but we have a very special episode for you guys today. First of all, uh, we are actually in person. That's why, uh, I guess the vibe is different. That's how I feel. I feel like the vibe is different. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, we are discussing, uh, very touchy subject matter today, but before we get into that, uh, I do want to give a super duper shout out to Cheddar Jackson. Uh, here in RVA. Cheddar Jackson is located in Jackson Ward at 522 North 2nd Street. Uh, Do you like grilled cheese? Of course you do. And so do we. We are a grilled cheese panini shop in historic Jackson Ward with many vegetarian and vegan options. Drop by for soup and a sandwich and see what we're all about. So check them out at Cheddar Jackson RVA on Instagram. And they they have a website as well. So Love a good grilled cheese. Most definitely. So it's springtime is coming. Check out Cheddar Jackson, yo. I haven't gone, but I will soon because I like grilled cheese. When was the last time you had a grilled cheese, girl? It's been a minute for sure. I've had some cheese bread like recently. So I don't know, like ounce. That's kind of the same thing, I guess. Right? It's kind of the same thing. Okay. All right. So listeners, disclaimer. This episode contains moments in which racial slurs are spoken for educational purposes. Embrace More Incorporated in no way, shape, or form condone the use of racial slurs by way of dehumanization. The goal of this discussion is to learn and teach. That was a disclaimer. Uh, We will be using uh, the N-word in this entirety uh, and different variations. We'll be speaking through the history Uh, And we will be speaking, we'll actually be saying it in this episode. Um, But to give you some context uh, to like, I guess, allow people to relax a little bit and reassure people, I myself, Dominic, am an African-American male. So I I am not uh, a Caucasian saying these words just in case. Uh, Gabriella, (laughs) you want to reassure the people as well? I will reassure the, the audience that I also am... A biracial woman, I'm Puerto Rican and black, so this is not loosey-goosey, just saying words. Yeah, absolutely, and totally hear that. So the I'm I'm also a black man. Um, we addressed that last season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, yes, I am a person of color. I am a black man. I do come from a lineage of mixing and here and there, but I am, I am a black man. Okay, so... Uh... Now that we got the disclaimer out of the way, uh, let's talk about the N-word or nigger or nigga, all the iterations of this word. Um, I just had to say it just to get it out there because it's so taboo. Yeah, when you said it, I actually was shocked and was about to rebuke you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for educational purposes. Yeah, so I'm going to like carry on with some of the history behind it, but Please. I will say... I sometimes 
I'm gonna get this out of the way. Shudder when I say it publicly. I think we were speaking about this last time we met up. Like vernacularly, it's different. I think that's the word vernacularly. Yeah, yeah, it is um, today. It's different, and uh, I will we'll get into that later in our discussion. I'm sure about how our personal usage affects us and what we experience in our life. But just a brief history of the N word. Um, as early as the 17th century, the word Negro evolved into um, the word nigger. Uh, and it was not intentionally derogatory at first. And yeah. It just kind of evolved. Um, and then and throughout history, there comes a lot of appropriating and reappropriating of the term that we know today. But its roots are in actually a Latin word. A Latin word for black, which is um, nigger with one G. Yeah. Um, and then it continued to evolve and was used by the Spanish and the Portuguese um, and um, all across Europe. Is this in relation to people, though? Um, this is... Or just the color? This is just the color. Mm. Um, but then it was translated, well, from the Greek to... <laughs> The word was translated into burned face. Mm. So then, you know, people for calling people that looked, I guess, like they had burned faces um, because of the color of their skin, the word Negro. And then it evolved. And then what I found was the earliest, like, reference of it being used in the States, in the U.S., dates back all the way to 1619, you know, when first ships arrived in Virginia. Carrying around twenty Africans, um, the documents of that arrival, char- like characterize people as being Negro. So, yeah, that's what I've found as like really the origin. Um, but there's so many different like layers to how that word has evolved. Um, yeah, I think I. Well, I don't think I know. Read here that uh, it was essentially a occupation. At one point, mm-hmm. uh, that if uh, you were uh, a nigger, it was like that was your occupation. But it, at that time, uh, the colonists or the the white people at that time saw fit to make it derogatory during that time, mm-hmm. uh, because the I guess the community of Africans that worked this occupation, there it was a sense of pride almost. Uh, so to extinct extinguish that they kind of flipped it or coined it to make it derogatory, like derogatory work um, that they're doing. Um, And it kind of, it took on these like derogatory adjectives Mm -hmm. uh, as it moved forward. Yeah. And like you said, it's just really tied, began to be tied to the idea that African Americans or just Africans are not like really people. Like you said, it's was kind of had some roots in just being an occupation. And so yeah, and then it wasn't until like the 20th century, really, where the word kind of evolved even more after World War One. Mm. Um, it began to m- move from just a, like a neutral, like a more neutral word. Of course, it, it was insulting to being blatantly like just impolite, especially as the civil rights mo- movement approaches. And then mo- mo- more black thinkers favored the words like colored or Negro. 
but I'm not like the hard R was not. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I recently learned, and this is like, I think people of color are trying to make the departure from using the N word. I, I'll be the one that doesn't use it today, guys. But yeah, so it's evolved into man. It's like people will say, hey, man, instead of what would have been affectionately known as boy on the in the field or as a slave. You know, it's also just like if you hear somebody who's not a person of color call a person of color boy, you clearly know that there's something wrong with that and it has the same uh, effect. And so like when, you know, a person of color says man or hey, man, what's up, man? That's them trying to say, you know, we've grown up, we've gone out of this, this space. We are thinking, feeling um, and, and intellectual human beings, you know, and, you know, you can see that's not I wouldn't say it's appropriated, but. People, non-people of color have started to adopt that language as well. So, like, you say, hey, man, just think back. It's like, hey, man, it's no longer being called boy. It's from white person to white person, white person to black person. Yeah, most definitely. The The phrase also, during this time of, as it was growing derogatory, the community, it seemed, used the phrase in other um, everyday things as well. Like, the use of this word was usually in front of other things. Just to give you some examples, it's like not just nigger, but uh, niggerish mm. um, or nigger lipping. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm saying this word a lot, but uh, again, to stop, this is for uh, educational purposes. Um, really just trying to teach this background. But uh, nigger lipping, um, nigger lover, nigger luck. So just kind of having all of these words. It's a prefix. Yeah, prefix. Yeah. And it, and what that did to the community was it just continued to communicate this system or network of like just oppression mm-hmm. and uh, dehumanizing African-Americans specifically. Yeah. Or like you said, like a, a network of, of, yeah, like you said, prefixes of this word that were meant to make you know your, your place. And like yeah. also... It was derogatory and kind of like what you said too about you know even the, the association of saying boy um versus like calling a, a grown man a man mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. those all those aggressions all took on like very similar things but under the under the bridge of like or the umbrella like you're black therefore you're or you are an inward and you're beneath me you're less human you're less human i was i was watching a video the other day i this i'm sad to say i kind of just discovered who sammy davis jr is um oh yeah that's fair yeah and i was watching Mm -hmm. a video of like i think it was like frank sinatra saying like they're supposed to be they're friends like from what i can see red pack yeah red pack and it was on his death like how do you feel about Sammy Davis Jr. dying? And he was like leaving a hotel and he says, you know, it's really sad. Like Hollywood will miss him. He was a great boy. And I, in my mind, I was like, how is he a boy? Mm-hmm. He's a grown man. Right. And he's like your friend. But, and maybe I don't know enough context. Maybe the Rat Pack was like a boy group. I don't know. They definitely <laughs> were. But I think you're, you're yeah. yeah. Just like, just even picking up on that yeah. in, in hindsight, I'm like, wow, it, the language here is off. 
right. something about right. it. Right. And also, I mean, even just tying in the lineage of Sammy Davis Jr., but also during that time, like back in the day, uh, the rise in popularity of minstrel shows and minstrels. Mm-hmm. Really, again, guys, the, you know, they, this was a system of just a pre- like a system of really driving home that this caricature or the these people were that that we you know call, that that this that get this name I guess you can see that it was just like shaping of white America there was a shaping of a mind and they had to show them um, things so in minstrel shows. Uh, you would have, you know, actors dress up in blackface, actors and actresses uh, would dress in blackface and they would play caricatures. There was the Tom or Uncle Tom character. There was the Mammy character. There was the Sambo character, the Buckwheat character, so on and so forth. And they exhibited um, all of the derogatory, you know, adjectives that we associate with the word nigger. And, you know, they, you know, lazy and... Mm -hmm. Uh, or promiscuous, like, you know, like really overly, overtly promiscuous, dangerous, um, dangerous you know, a beastly, uh, animalistic, you know, un- untrustworthy. All these things uh, are wrapped up in this word as well. Through Birth of a Nation as well. It was like early cinema. Mm-hmm. It's like it really painted Gone that. With the pa- wind. Literally painted that on people. Right. Yeah. 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 So the world. I wouldn't even say just America, but the world is giving a picture, not just a word, not just a meaning, but they're getting a picture of this is what this word is and this is who these people are. Mm-hmm. And African-Americans through this time was just left being like, okay, you know, having to deal with that. Yeah, um, and, then, and even internalizing it. I think it right. could be said that it's like some of the most dangerous pop propaganda mm. that has ever been made because it has solidified stereotypes that today black people are still like mm-hmm. thought of to be. And we were talking about like different movies um, right. earlier that still kind of carry on that legacy. Yeah. I think even in the progression, of it, so think of the 70s, 80s, even Blazing Saddles. It's like one of the first places that it was embraced in humor with Mel Brooks. And then there's the SNL up sketch with Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor, yeah. the Word Association, and you know, what was it? Uh, the last few lines, and that's a derogatory term. It's like I'm not gonna say it, but like yeah. Richard Pryor said, the dude is dead because he said it. He dropped the N word, and this was on on live TV. Right, mm-hmm. right, prime time TV as well. This is some of the hardest subject matter to deal with emotionally and mentally. And, you know, we're going to, I guess on this podcast, we're also, we're going to try to share some of the thoughts and feelings, even discussing it, like even saying it and breaking the ice was kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to be honest, there's a duality. I'm conflicted with this word. Mm-hmm. I'm very conflicted. And I'll, I'll pose the question to you guys. Um, I'll answer it first, but It'd be really interesting to share with our audience. What's the impact of this word in your life, or how you know how has this word impacted your life? And you know the age-old question, you know, uh, do you use it? Have you used it in other ways? I know that 
uh, within the black community is definitely a word, a term of endearment. Um, and what I didn't know, what you was talking about earlier, Gabriella, was that um, it wasn't always derogatory. And th there was instances in the past that this word was used as an endearing word as well. Although it had very negative connotations from white America, it seemed like it was being used as terms of endearment as well in other pockets. And it's, it's just always had this word has always had this duality. And we see that even today. We see it in entertainment. We see it all over the place. We see it in the suburbs, unfortunately, <laughs> even. And, you know, we just see it all over the place. And on one hand, I feel like its sting is starting, it's starting to lose its sting on generations younger than us. And it's, it's kind of weird to watch, but I digress. I'll share about my feelings. So I grew up with this word. <laughs> uh, in, my, in my household, it was used as well. And it, it was used both ways. I mean, let me not say both ways. It was used as a term of endearment, but it was just, it was also like, it just had this multi-meaning word depending on what was being said. In my household, um, it was used a lot, but it, it depended on the emotion of the person speaking. Like the person, you know, it was like, oh, you didn't clean your room when you're supposed to and you dirty, you know, it was like, stop being a dirty nigga, you know. Uh, it just kind of had this like, it, it didn't have the sting of racism, but it had, it did have this like calling higher and brotherhood. That's what I did get from it. Like it was, you were either being chastised because you need to be better than, or it was a, a just a embracing of, you know, hello, how are you? You know, we're in this together type of thing. Um, it's, it's a word that I still use among some people, uh, some family members, uh, and some friends, depending on, you know, what type of conversation we're having, even with even knowing it's dark history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm conflicted because on one hand, I'm like, man, this is such a can't can a word like this be redeemed? <laughs> um, can it be reverted? And I'm like, I don't think so. But at the same time, I, I feel like the word is mine. You know, the other question is, if it's OK for you to use it, why is it not OK for other people outside of the race to use it. And that's, I feel like that's obvious to be honest. Um, and again, I could be completely wrong, but I'm being completely honest with you guys. That's obvious, you know, like uh, growing up when I moved from DC to Richmond, growing up, I, I would be outside playing with friends, playing basketball and somebody, you know, some white kids in the car would drive past and just yell out nigger out, just, you know, call us all as they're driving down the street. And that was normal in Richmond. I would get teased at school, you know, called that word, you know, and I remember being like, yo, like enraged, you know, it's like you're not allowed to call me that, you know, and it coming from you, it means something different. You know, I, I knew that from a young age and that's how I was, I've always dealt with the word. Mm. That's, that's, I guess my testament to the, to the word. Um, on something you said earlier that stuck out to me, that the, st how the word and the sting of it may be like, depreciating a little bit more at, with the younger generation. And as we look back at the history and how the word has already evolved and it wasn't at first derogatory, and now it is, I wonder if there's still room for that word to evolve. And like maybe that's a question we can't answer here, but it, 
will it just diminish or will it evolve into something where like everyone can say it and it's not loses its power some I don't know um just a thought but the word for me well I will preface this with I think that it's a complicated word because I don't think I I off the bat I think I'm a little racially ambiguous visually and so if I just walked around down the street saying the n-word I think people would be like kind of like confused a little bit or like mm. they might second guess and they'd be like what this who is this puerto rican girl saying the n-word like, yeah. but i think well for me growing up i grew up in a single parent household my mom is black and my two older brothers are not biracial they're black so i was the very heavily it was i was it was used and so like vernacularly it was something that i use and and say when I'm with my family and it, it doesn't feel, I don't shudder when I think about when I, when I think about talking in front of strangers, I like feel uncomfortable because I don't, I don't know the precept perceptions of me. And also like, I'm not comfortable with you. For me, it's like a comfortability thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, like a tribe sort of thing. Yeah. Like a tribe mentality. Yeah, I get that. And it would be like, kind of like you said, Dom, like, using my family's humor. Like, my brothers are hilarious. My mom's hilarious. And, like, it would just be using our humor. But I remember as a kid growing up in basically the country of Williamsburg, and not the country, but in the country, in the town of Williamsburg, hearing a lot of derogatory things, one of them being me being called in. I remember being a, a friend someone called her that and I ran and told her and yeah, just like the, just like the way it weighed on her shoulders. I remember, I will never forget her face in middle school. Like just feeling like so belittled by some random white guy who said it, Uh um, to her and like really made her feel really small. And it, the word makes, I think some of you feel small and make me feel small, but I, I remember like, knowing my mom was like, it is a word and people are ignorant. But I could see how enraged it could make someone, you know, and not that it rolled off my back at all, but I think I took on, because of my racial ambiguousness, a different, like people didn't call me that word right away. I remember people always asking me repeatedly, repeatedly like, wait, are you black? Like they would always like, like kind of like, try to check me like are, yeah. like white people specifically in high school like wait are you black again like this is I've literally gone to school with you since I've been in elementary school and you've asked me this about 20 times in my life yes I am yes and so yeah my experience was a little different yeah for me I think I've I don't I can't call it fortunate but I don't think I've had as much personal affliction with the word I recall my family using it sometime uh, not my immediate family, uh, but like folks, you know, like relatives, using that sometimes. Um, the friends I hung, hung out with uh, when I was little. And then there have been very few times that it's been used in public and against me, but I don't think I felt like I could take it personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my, my family did a great job of defining the term. 
um, and how it was used and even laying out the context of which other people use it and that it's it's not me I am I am not the n-word I am not what whoever those people mean and, and even when it comes to friends or people of my um, so to speak tribe would say it I still kind of pucker up and I'm I'm a little triggered when I hear it because it's just it's so jarring like it's yeah. the the just the how you say the word the way it sounds the way it sounds yeah like the the consonants uh the it just you know, you know it when you hear it mm-hmm. and if you hear it, it's like shout in a crowd everybody's gonna be like snapping their head unless you know it's all black people in the room mm-hmm. right yeah it's just a conversation it's not anybody on, on the attack yeah. i do recall there's a video of my grandfather talking about how people felt about him being in the military in the 40s and because it was just rare for you know people to have black people to have high status in the military um, during World War One, and you know they definitely respected them for some things, but they also looked down on them just for existing. We could talk about this forever. <laughs> we could talk about this like forever. Um, I feel like like many of our episodes, y'all, we could do a part two, a part six. Just you know, like we don't have a special guest. So, you know, I would love to actually hear what other people have to say about this, this topic. You know, this this is more of an open end conversation uh, because the conversation goes on. There's different points to be made. And like I said, for myself, I'm even conflicted. But, you know, at the same time, like, you know, there are people once I get around, man, that that word's going to fly. You know, to me, whether I say it or not, it's going to fly. And. Conflicted in there's like, conflicted in I I know the, the should the word be used mm-hmm. you know adopted. or adopted you know I feel like uh, the man I feel like I, I wish I had this passage actually up but I know the Bible definitely talks about not letting any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth mm-hmm. and you know but with this word I'm not sure if it's unwholesome in the context is being used within my community. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm conflicted. You know, like I said, I feel like this is like my word <laughs> and it's mine, you know. But, th- but there's so much more to say to, about that. There's so much more to dig into. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can just leave this open to the audience. Like you guys listening, like, please, like, hit us up. Um, hit us up on uh, Instagram uh, at Embrace Podcast. Uh, embrace underscore podcast we'll have different posts and stuff like that for you guys to chime in and tell us about your experience uh with the word and you know what you feel like what your opinion on is should it be used um should it not be used uh or you can also uh, hit us up on reddit at uh r backslash embrace underscore m-o-r for more uh this is one of those open-end conversations there's no bottom line here so I'd love to expand the conversation more yeah. and yeah. hear what everyone else has to say. I would really love to, to hear what everybody has to say. There's a lot going on in the last couple of weeks or so with Joe Rogan and the RE, mm-hmm. the uh, Mon Arbery uh, murderers, yeah. and the things that are coming out about their, the words were used in, in communication they had long before they, they killed Ahmad. Um, and it was the N-word all over it. So it, it does say a lot about somebody's true color. It does. Right. Well, 
Uh, we're going to end it there. Again, please reach out to us and uh, join the conversation. We really want to hear what you guys have to say. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.